Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome in, Chris Siaccia from TheStreet.com, talking a little bit of Apple today. How are you, Chris? Good, Rob. How you doing? Always good to talk to you, so I'm looking forward to a little update on what's going on with Apple. Obviously, the phone hack, not the phone hack, but the cloud hack scandal uh, sent the stock spiraling yesterday, biggest loss in probably about a year or so. Um, what are your thoughts on the story? Well, actually, yesterday's decline had more to do with a downgrade note from uh, an analyst at Pacific Crest than it did with the iCloud incident. But in terms of the iCloud incident, you know, it, it seems like it's kind of already blown over in terms of, um, you know, what the media is, you know, kind of reporting on it. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that these celebrities' accounts were hacked, but, you know, we see hacks happen all the time. Um, and it still hasn't been, you know, Apple kind of came out and said that, you know, iCloud was not responsible for the hacks, that it was just, you know, separate, ha- you know, individual hackers hacking individual um, iCloud accounts. And that's unfortunate, but it's, as long as people are able to, um, you know, kind of protect themselves on the web, they do the right things in terms of privacy and, and setting up passwords and, and the like, consumers really shouldn't worry about it. Um, you know, hacks are, are, are few and far between, but when they happen, unfortunately, they're very painful to deal with. And, you know, that's why consumers should really be vigilant about what they put on the web. Absolutely. And uh, I've actually started getting a little bit more anal about it and doing the, the two-step verification where I have a text message sent to me before I log on to anything important. So um, times are changing and it should get better. But um, I'm glad you see this as a very small issue, all things considered. Let's talk the watch. Obviously, the 9th is right around the corner, September 9th. Next Tuesday, Apple's got a big announcement. Uh, if there's no watch, I think people are just going to, you know, a huge, uh, just across the Internet, uh, people will be a little upset that we don't get some sort of announcement. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they have with the watch. I don't think that they'll, the watch will be on sale anytime soon. It'll probably come out you know, early in 2015, and that's pretty standard for Apple when they introduce a new product. The iPhone was announced in January 2007, wasn't available until June, and the iPad came out, I think, three or four months after that was announced. So that's kind of a standard status quo for Apple. Um, but in terms of functionality, I would expect to see, you know, kind of, you know, something definitely related to health and fitness and, 
keeping track of your heart rate and calories and blood sugar and all your all those health levels but i would also expect it to be you know something related to payments you know there's a lot of speculation that apple's going to announce something related to mobile payments on tuesday and we could also see the watch work in terms of their smart home initiative you know they kind of made a big to do about that at their developer conference in june that apple's going to start you know to to really open up its platform for smart homes. So I would expect the watch to kind of work with that as well. well let's start with the first one, mobile payments. Um, probably not the best time to be releasing a mobile payment platform when some Apple accounts have just been hacked. The media kind of runs crazy with it, talks about would you do it. Um, I've talked to a lot of people in the last couple of days about mobile payments and will you do it, will you not. And most people are pretty leery, and they're using debit cards instead of credit cards. And we know... Visa, MasterCard, and American Express have something working with uh, Apple because it's already been reported. Uh, What do you expect with mobile payments? How do you think it will work? Will you be comfortable yourself using it? In terms of how it will work, they're probably going to include a a new chip inside the new iPhones that you'll be able to tap it to, you know, a credit card reader at a store. And since your credit card information is already linked to iTunes, um, you know, you won't need to pull out your card and swipe it, and that'll give Apple an extra couple percentage cut for in terms of revenue. Um, but in terms of myself, you know, I'm really kind of interested to see how they tackle this because, you know, mobile payments hasn't really taken off in the past. A lot of companies have tried, and a lot of them have had mixed success or some failures. So I'm really interested to see if Apple does anything differently and I would definitely be willing to see or to try it out. You know, it's unfortunate, like you said, you know, that you have the iCloud hacking just a few days before they announce a mobile payments, um, you know, initiative. But, you know, that's probably more coincidental than anything. And I would suspect that they will be incredibly, incredibly aware of, you know, the iCloud buzz that happened. And they'll make sure to say that this is very safe. And if you follow these specific steps, there is no reason why you should think that your credit card information should be compromised. Anything else that you're working on with Apple that um, – wait, wait, you already said it. Um, they're just – oh, the home initiative. What do you think that's going to look like? And, again, you know, I don't have a Nest, but I've seen the Nest thermostat. I'm like, it's cute. I should, but I'm not there yet. But it definitely seems to be a trend. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, people are increasingly using their smartphones and tablets to do everything around the house, you know, whether that's shut your blinds, change the temperature, or even turn on the television, or even lock the doors at night. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to see, you know, how they're going to tackle this with the watch. They're setting up this big, you know, tent at at the campus that they're having the event at, and no one really knows what's going to be inside the tent, whether it's just product demos or maybe something else. I suspect it might be related to the smart home initiative, and if they're going to have the watch and the phone there, maybe they can show how it will actually, you know, a smart home would work with the iPhone and the watch. Um, So, you know, I think that's kind of interesting, and I'm really kind of looking forward to seeing what they have and what they announce. Anything else, Chris Siaccia from TheStreet.com, that we should be thinking about with Apple? Yeah, Apple is going to have a really, really big 
second half of 2014, and it starts on Tuesday. You, you have both iPhones and the watch probably being announced as well as the mobile payments. And then next month, I would expect that we'll see, um, you know, large or new iPads, that, and they'll come, you know, with Touch ID, which has really been a big hit for Apple in terms of security and an additional feature that consumers love. And then going into 2015, we'll have the actual iWatch launch, Mac refreshes, and then who knows what else. I mean, there's talk that what we see announced on Tuesday with the watch might just be, you know, first generation, and maybe they ha release a whole slew of wearable devices. Maybe that's just the first thing. So I'm really excited to see what Apple has for us in the next six to nine months. Let's talk a little bit more about that because we have a couple minutes left. You just brought up the whole fact that um, the iPad, a big refresh there. It's been kind of disappointing. Um, their market share as well as I don't, I, maybe it's, it's not as mobile as we thought. Maybe they don't break as much, but they're not really selling as fast as the market wants them to. No, and investors have, have kind of come, you know, to grips with the fact that Apple does not care about market share. They care more about usage and revenue share, um, which Apple has, you know, in spades. When you're competing against an open platform like Android, you're probably never going to be the market leader because it's free and anybody can use it versus, you know, one company selling one product. Um, so it's tough to compete, you know, on a market share basis. But Apple consistently says that they have incredibly high user satisfaction rate, well north of 90%, and you just don't see that with Android. So even though the iPhone isn't growing as fast as it was in the heydays of, you know, 2007 to even, you know, I guess as far out as probably part of 2012, you know, the iPhone is still growing at a pretty healthy clip. You know, they're expanding into China, which is really going to be the big next market for them. And with a larger iPhone, that's probably really going to, you know, boost demand for it. I mean, I've seen a lot of people, and I've talked to a lot of people, say that what's held them back from switching to iPhone from Android has been a larger phone. So the fact that they're announcing not one but two larger phones means maybe they do take some market share away from Android and their numbers get boosted even higher. Thanks very much. It's Chris Siaccia from TheStreet.com, uh, tech editor. Um, knows a lot about what's going on with Apple at the current time. This time next week, we will probably be appled out a little bit. You know, um, the New York Times, Nick Bilton out with a column on how ugly smartwatches are. And Apple's lead designer, John Ivey, basically said, you know, watch out, Switzerland. Uh, you're in trouble. Um, he chose, you know, a bolder term than the word trouble probably bolder than screwed to express how he thought the watchmaking nation might be in a tough predicament when Apple's watches come out. Um, they're certainly going to be well-designed. Uh, that's something Apple does very, very well. The Apple analyst, Chris Koo, Ming Chi Koo, uh, KGI Securities, uh, has a couple predictions on it. Uh, last year, he was dead right with every one of his predictions on Apple's products. He nailed every single detail about the 5S and the 5C before Apple made the announcement. So he's got some sway, per se. Uh, he said it's going to have 8 gigabits of internal storage. That's half the storage space of an entry-level iPhone, which suggests that Apple may want you to be able to store music and apps directly on the watch. 
It hints the iWatch won't just be a wrist-worn controller for your smartphone like Pebble and other watches out there. Uh, 1.3-inch screen or 1.5-inch display. It'll have some aluminum and maybe even some gold options. We'll take a break here. You can find me online at robblack.com. I always have events coming up in the Bay Area. You can find out more about one coming up soon at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. 